If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. There's a lot to go on with this. You can make money from your podcast, no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Remember, your podcast journey starts here. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Literally Just Airplanes. I'm your host, AMP Miles Veneer. I am a 747 and 737 airframe and power plant mechanic. And today we're going to be talking about a big, big debatable issue called cutting costs and cutting corners in aviation maintenance. And it's a fantastic story by... Gareth Jones. If you haven't read it, go on LinkedIn. If not, I'll post the article on Facebook or even on my even on my podcast page because it's it's a very interesting story, especially because in the industry there's there's a lot of shortcuts and shortcuts in airline in the aviation industry is always bad. And it should definitely not be fallen for. But today we're gonna go in depth about what really is the definition of cutting corners, what the article's about, and discuss questions that you guys might have on you've seen in the industry. So first off, um, introduce myself again. I am Miles Veneer. I am a about to be a graduate of Lewis University. I am a AMP mechanic. I work on 747s and 737s. Previously, I worked on Cessna Citations, King Airs, and CJs. I have some experience with the MD-80, over a little over 100 hours with the MD-80, and plan on getting more wide-body experience. This is my third year as an AMP. Um, my first full year of working as one. So this is this is a really interesting area for mine. Uh, I, I teach aircraft structures and large jet familiarization and ramp guidance. So this is this is an interesting topic to get involved in. And uh Gareth definitely puts Mr. Gareth Jones puts a really good really good involvement in this. So let's start off with the article. So what is cutting sh- cutting corners and shortcuts? Okay. An example of cutting corners and shortcuts would be something like not logging anything into a logbook entry. And when it comes to something like that, that is a huge issue. Um, it's a federally documented logbook entry. It's a federal document, and you're not legally putting that in there. When it comes to something like that, you got to be got to be very aware of the situation you're getting yourself into. That if you're not going to do anything, why are you want to be an AMP mechanic or get into the airline industry? 
And I think it's ridiculous that people take a step forward and do shortcuts, especially in this industry. Never, never a good idea in other industries as well, but in this industry, it's even worse. Um, I think the biggest thing I've noticed on the real world is that we sometimes don't get good atmosphere from management to, to mechanics. And sometimes we get rushed to do things in a time that they want us to do way faster than it should be. And yes, that can be, you can, that's definitely an instance of trying to shortcut. And, you know, the managers and managers are tasked to implement policy. That's one of their main, their main jobs is to show the employees what it's like to work. And a lot of people get leads and managers mixed up because they think that leads are responsible for everyone. No, leads are responsible for the work that is being implemented to the other workers. So their their job is to literally know as much as they can and help out and lead and show new mechanics or older mechanics what is right and wrong. So if you don't put in effort to do things correctly as a lead, your mechanics are going to follow your, your image and they're going to follow what you do. A good example of this is, you know, I've seen mechanics sit in their work trucks while other mechanics will be outside freezing their butts off, you know, doing oils and tire checks, even just a daily check. And it, it, that's a problem. I, I get there's times you're going to be really tired and exhausted, but you shouldn't be able to cut corners like that. And there's, and especially working nights, there's going to be times where it gets really, really, really really brutal. You get tired, you know, you want to sleep and that's fine. You don't have to go hua hua as I used to say in the army when someone goes too hard. You don't have to go that hard. All you got to do is be able to go hard enough that you can get your job done and then you can relax. You know, when I was when I was in the army, uh, there was a saying that I used to t- t- tell my troops that if you have to get it done fast, get it done smooth. Smooth is fast. If you don't get it done in a right manner, things are going to fall apart and it's going to be pretty bad. Now, connecting this to the article, I think there's a lot to go into this article. I think it's a fantastic article. And I know I use that word a lot, but when it comes to this sense, it's makes a lot of sense. And uh, Mr. Jones goes off with this very, very positive outlook on it says this is maintenance managers are tasked with implementing company policies okay and we will shortly see the typical treatment that any mechanic with guts to speak out against questionable maintenance policies receives i so agree with that i so agree with that if you notice something is not especially if it's something airworthiness airworthy related or anything like that if it's dangerous why would you just let that slide under the rug and let it not happen? Okay. Why would you let something like that happen? You know, when I worked in the roller coaster industry, if you did something stupid and you logged it in there, just like airplanes, if you log air, it, it, roller coasters are just stationary airplanes. If you, if you d- logged a roller coaster repair on a track, you r- repaired either a, a bolt or a weld, or you replaced even a wheel bearing on a, on a train. And that wheel explodes and kills someone, they're gonna go back to you. Now, if a manager says that, oh, that wheel's fine, you don't need to lube that wheel, or you don't need to check tire pressure, or that gouge in the center part of the tire is okay, 
What is that looking like to you? What is your decision on that? Are you just going to brush it off and say it's not never happened? Or are you going to fix it? What happens if someone, another place, puts a tire on, doesn't document the work? It's at your MRO. You have to replace it. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's going to suck, yeah. It's a pain in the ass, yeah. But all in, the long, in the long run, if that airplane crashes or blows up or something, it is coming back on the last place that did it. Now, connecting this to the article again, sorry I keep going on tangents, this, this, it's how it is. To fight off increasing competition, so this is on Alaska Airlines November 963 AS. If you want to look it up, it's a very, very sad story of what happens when you shortcut on maintenance. And I'm not saying this was entirely the mechanic's fault. This goes to everyone's fault. To fight off increasing competition and remain profitable, Alaska Airlines initiated significant cost-cutting measures, including the maintenance of their aircraft. The biggest thing right there is cutting the cost of maintenance. So you're going to cut the cost of something that you're working on, that your your fleet is. You're going to cut the cost, and the biggest importance in aviation is maintenance. Biggest importance. So you're 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 telling me now you're going to cut the cost of the biggest investigative issue for the FAA to look at. So when we look back at this, it says, as historically the Norman aircraft serious accidents, a stream of negatives ensued, which included reduced maintenance checks, inexperienced mechanics, and not, not going to lie, inexperienced mechanics, you can hire a brand new AMP like myself. When I, when I first started, I've only been at my company for a month now. I'm, I'm still an, an inexperienced AMP, an AMP. I'm learning things. I'm not as new as I was when I started, but I'm still new. But hiring mechanics that have been in the industry that are lazy, shame on you to your HR department for that. But operational pressures and an apparent toxic work environment. I I definitely think that management is the biggest cause for this. And yeah, at the end of the toxic work environment, management. Because you're telling me that they are not putting their time and effort into making sure that you have the right tools, resources, equipment, Guidance, reference materials, and this is what happened because of that. 88 people were killed. 88 people. If you don't get emotional about thinking about that, you're in the wrong industry. Yeah, you're supposed to feel a little bit of eh, a, a, a swipe off that nothing really happened, but think about it. You were putting the risk of everyone on the ground and on, on the air. You're putting the, they're putting the responsibility in you to make sure that you that you fix that airplane. And I get there's times you're tired and lazy. I get it. Everyone gets it. But when it comes to fixing an airplane, you are not going to do something stupid. I have a license. I'm not trying to lose my license, lose my career. I've worked really hard to get. But the most important thing is, are you going to put your family on that airplane? The cause of the crash was the failure of the horizontal stabilizer jack screw. And, and yeah, by improper maintenance. Lubrication. Lack of lubrication is what caused this accident. So if you when you think of a jack screw, you think of it attached. So 
the horizontal stabilizer trim system. You're going to have the horizontal stabilizer assembly. You're going to have the motors. You're going to have the gearbox attached to the motors. You're going to have the screw attached to the gearbox. And then you're going to have the nut. And it's going to kind of come out of the airplane. The one thing I do like about this article a lot, again, is that there was a mechanic named John Leotine. And he was an AMP mechanic in Alaska for a long time. And he spoke out against the maintenance practices, initiated and actually inspected the jack screw of that aircraft. Found it worn and wrote it up for replacement. But this was later recessed. Later recessed. So he saw that it was wrong. He had the actual situational awareness. And it was overridden. That's ridiculous. If that doesn't piss you off, I don't I don't know what will because that pisses me off. And that should piss you off. Because if you if if I notice something on one of our seven fours, if for instance a, a good example of this would be we have a super we have a really bad class three leak of hydraulics on one of the on one of the struts. If I if I don't think it's safe and I show my lead and he doesn't think it's safe, the airplane's not going anywhere. But overridden? Are you kidding me now? Eventually, he did another good thing. He contacted the FAA about it. But what's crazy, what's crazy, he was ridiculed by the company. Ridiculed. Made fun of. Joked around about. So I, what he did is he left. Two years later, the aircraft crashed. It crashed. If that doesn't make you upset, I don't know what will. Because if you're a mechanic, the first thing you're supposed to do is speak up about it. And he did speak up about it. He even put in about it. But he wasn't getting any respect. I don't want to hear it's his fault because he didn't stand up strong enough. No, it's the management's fault for that. John Lyote made every effort to correct Alaska Airlines' flawed maintenance policy. He put his job, he put his career on the line, as it states. If someone actually spoke and listened to him, this accident would not have happened. Sadly, it did, and it killed 88 people. The fact that they financially cut this bothers me. And I know this is a while ago, but if you think about an airline cutting maintenance, do you want to fly that airplane? Do you want to fly on that airplane? Or do you want to put your family on that airplane? Tell me. Because I sure wouldn't. That's what bothers me about Alaska Airlines when it comes to that. I get they changed it, but you shouldn't have to learn from something that substantial. You know, I've heard stories of American Airlines where that mechanic sabotaged the, the GPS system. You sabotage an airplane, it's federal federal crime, buddy. You're going to prison. Fantastic article. In fact, I'm going to... I'm going to comment on him and say, fantastic article. He did such a great job.
And I hope he listens to this because it's so true. If you put your maintenance practices in full fault mode like that, and you ignore an issue and someone and it happens, you go to jail. You lose your job. Your company gets suspended. I don't care if it's a big company. You need to learn from your mistakes. And I, I don't understand they did. But that shouldn't be the deciding measure. All right. This episode, this episode, episode, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by anchor.fm.com, which is owned by Spotify now. It's a great podcasting platform that you can create podcasts on. You can listen to some great other podcasts. I, I can't wait to, to dive. I'm a huge airplane guy. I work on them. I love them. My, it's my biggest passion I've ever had. I still don't know why I didn't join the Air Force instead of joining the Army, but I did my service. I hope everyone here understands what happened and learns a, and thinks about what happened and learns a lesson there. If you want to check out more stuff involved with this, uh, go on LinkedIn. You can look up a guy named Gareth Jones. He has a fantastic article. He definitely researches his topics very well. He has a part two that I might go into. I'm not sure yet, but I thought part one was very interesting. Uh, if you want to read more about part two, you can go on his LinkedIn and read it. Uh, I'll put the LinkedIn document in the description for, for both of us. You can look at my LinkedIn profile. You can look in his. It's up to you. There's another uh, podcast that's called The Aviator's Good, Bad, and the Ugly. You can probably find it on Spotify or even Anchor itself. And he does a lot of stuff on aviation maintenance as well. I hope this gets in everyone's heads. Hope everyone has a great rest of the holiday. I don't know when I'm going to put my next episode up, but it's going to be eventually soon. But all in all, stay safe, fly safe. Be safe out there. Good night.